All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast for Jake Nix. I have an incredible young man right now. His name is Jacob over at Venture Mentality. This guy has just graduated high school and he has a platform that is absolutely incredible. He's had on his podcast, the founder of Netflix. Uh, he's had the producer of The Hangover. Like this kid is killing it. What's up, Jacob? How you doing, Jake? Good, man, dude. I'm, I'm super glad to have you on here. I love everything that you're doing right now. I know you're doing a lot in the fitness industry, um, a lot with webinars. Tell me, tell me what you got going on. Yeah, so I am, I've been hosting webinars during the coronavirus because, you know, everyone's at home. They, a lot of people don't have as much going on because they might have lost work or something. So I'm trying to help people out. Last week, I held a webinar with a bunch of people from my podcast who are super big fitness influencers. Two weeks from now, I'm holding, um, holding a webinar for starting a business and scaling it with the founder of some really big brands, people who've started chains, multiple hundred thousands of employees, they run it. So just trying to help people out really. Um, I'm also doing some PR over at Authority Titan. So if anyone needs help with press, you can come to me. Anybody needs help with press. Now with the, with the way it's going, I felt like everybody was going the internet route anyways, right? With webinars and those sort of things. Like it was going that way anyways. But I feel like the coronavirus just kind of like, a hundred exits where it's like, this is what you have to be doing. Do you feel like it's going to go back to normal or is webinars um, going to be the new way of doing business for people going forward in the future? I think it is going to go back to normal. I, I think that there'll still be webinars and they'll still be relevant, but it has to go back to normal in the sense that it's such a good networking opportunity. And so whenever you don't have a live event where you're actually there participating in the crowd and everything like that, you completely miss out on the chance to talk with the, the host and all the guests that are there and network with that. If you're watching a webinar, you're sitting behind a computer. You can't chat with the host. You can't chat with the panelist. Yeah, you can hit them up on social media, but it's just not the same intimacy. You know, the old way of business isn't going to go away, but when it comes to, you know, with the way that we connect online, is it going to, do you think the traction is still going to be there? Like the, the same, you know, with the same speed that it's going now, is it going to keep going that way and then just add the regular business or is it, you know, what's your thoughts on that? I think, I think it'll be a mixture of both of them. So it'll, webinars will still be more relevant than they were before this. So like there'll be more of them happening, but at the same time, you'll start to see live events come back to that. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I know, I mean, a lot of the, you know, for, for instance, churches, right. I know a lot of churches had, have really been struggling during this time because they didn't have online capabilities, they didn't have a way of connecting. So I think that it's definitely it's definitely a, a, a big part that you've got to have both of those things to to really be be successful. Definitely, I would agree. I mean, I, I'm I'm blown away, dude. With with the platform that you had, like when I was getting out of high school, I had like no idea of what to do. I was looking for like I was waiting for the next Call of Duty to come out. Like, why are you the way that you are when most, you know, most kids are in high school, they're not, they're not really doing much. At what point did you say that, hey, I want to build this platform? Cause you have you have an incredible platform that most people never have in their entire lives, just just right now. Yeah, it's really weird to think about. I you know, in terms of like why am I doing this when kids my age, a lot of them aren't. Um I honestly have no idea. It's just been I wouldn't something say, I wouldn't say a lot of them. I would say 99.9999% are. So you're like, you're, you're like a unicorn. I, I just, um, you know, basketball has always kind of been my outlet. So whenever I was younger, um, I was always in the gym. I was a gym rat. And I realized really, really early on, um, I haven't always been the tallest. I'm about six foot. One of the things that I realized is to make up for skill, you can always add more effort. And so I was super good at rebounding. And, you know, all the way through this season, I'm a senior now, just ended rebounding, which is the way that I kind of like made myself stand out from other people. So I guess that what I would say is that I just started realizing I can apply the rebounding of basketball to other areas of my life. One of the really key pivotal points for me 
started my junior year of high school. We have this thing in my school called the startup program where students are given the opportunity to leave school for two hours every morning to travel to local businesses and to learn about the businesses and how they run them. But you have to be uh, selected to be in the program. And so I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to be selected into this program. And it was just a complete paradigm shift for myself because I started to realize that a lot more is possible than I was really thinking was. I started to kind of see the power of networking. Like all of a sudden, hey, I know this store owner from the this small shop in Columbia and he's able to give me a discount on something or he's able to help me put my pop sockets in the stores. Because one of the first things I did was I started selling pop sockets um, from online and it was such a small thing to do. It wasn't a huge thing, but I'm actually still making money from it. So it's just super interesting to, to see like the growth over the years. So in this program though, we're challenged to start a business or a service at the end of the year. So I ended up creating a product where um, it was for truck drivers. Truck drivers have a lot of problems getting different cancers from the shock vibration to the truck. I ended up working with the local company here. They're the leading global manufacturer of wheelchair cushions. So I took their technology and ideas. I put it into a seat cushion for truck drivers. And so this led then to that company offering me an internship. So while I was working this internship, I had a lot of downtime to listen to music and I got, I ran out of music to listen to. So I started turning to podcasts. It was while I was listening to these podcasts, Addicted to Success with Joel Brown and Rise of the Young with Casey Adams. I was awesome hearing these people connect with them sharing their stories, the platform that they were creating. I said, why can't I do this? So six months ago, probably actually seven months ago now, I started my own podcast, Venture Mentality. Since then, I'm nearing episode 100 in like the next week or so. It's been a remarkable drive, a remarkable ride with a lot of things that I could not have imagined. I think there's so many people, you know, they'll look to where they'll look to where you're at or they'll look to where successful people are at, right? And think, I want that, but they're not really willing to go back to, you know, when, you, you know, that very first thing, selling pop sockets or taking up on the, that, you know, that entrepreneur program that your, that your high school had. And I struggled with this, right? I struggled with how do I how do I tell people my story because they're gonna see they'll see this but they weren't they weren't there eight years ago when I was when I was homeless even going out to pitch you know to pitch people when you're new like that's tough and people don't want to don't want to do it but how did you deal or how did you overcome the fact of when you're pitching these people and then you're getting rejection and like how does it feel when you get that yes when you like when you're pitching those big names and at first they were saying like, nah, you know, we're, we're not going to, you know, we're not interested, but now they are. So how did you overcome yeah. that rejection at first to kind of get to where you're at? Yeah. So one of the things I want to preface this with is that, you know, as you talk about like seeing where you are now and like a lot of people are like, well, how'd you get there? You know, it's so interesting because the way I look at it is like, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And so like looking exactly. back at it, it's like, I have to share everything that happened before this so that you can see the, the steady progression up to it. I don't want people to automatically think that all of a sudden, like, boom, you can just be at this point where I am now to connect with these people. But yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. But back to your question, you know, rejection was not something that, if I'm being honest, I was, it didn't hit me terribly hard because I wasn't expecting people to say yes. Like I, in my head, I've always had this philosophy that was um, endowed to me from one of my good mentors, Joe Capias. He always said like, never be afraid to just ask. And so like, I literally took that philosophy and I said, okay, I'm not afraid to just ask because the worst thing that can happen is say no. And so it's such a low percentage rate of people that actually said yes to me in the beginning. But I knew that the more people I asked, just like rebounding basketball, the more effort I put in, the more people I'd get to say yes. So whenever I got 20 no's in a row or something like that, I wasn't worried because in the back of my head, I knew I sent out 200 messages. I may have gotten 180 people that said no, but I just got 20 cool guests that are coming on this show. No, I, I do. I love that. I just, I just watched, that reminded me of a Gary V video I just watched. I, Gary V was made back in 2007, 2008 when he was spending 11 hours a, a day just replying to people on Twitter, really just to, just shooting your shot. 
and just putting out, you know, that effort out there. But now that you've gotten those yeses and you have a platform, is that a different, is it a different mentality when you get those no's? Because before you weren't expecting it, right? But now you've got that platform, so you are expecting it. Is it a different feeling when, when you get rejection? Um, it's a little bit of a different feeling. It's not, it's still not a big deal to me, actually, because for some reason, I, I don't know, I still have this sense of like, I don't really expect them to say yes, because I look at it as the fact that yes, I have this established podcast, but like what other experience do I have? Like someone point, someone said to me yesterday, like you're just a teenager, like what experience do you actually have? And of course, like I answered them, they were just ignorant to the fact of the stuff that I've done. I don't blame them for that. But I, I just look at it and I'm like, I still don't really expect it. But for example, today I reached out to someone and they said that, you know, try again later once, once you've established more stuff like that. So I actually emailed them back and I said, I appreciate you responding. What is it? What areas do I need to improve on to have a better chance at this next time? And they emailed me back and they said exactly what it was that I needed to grow. I looked at it. I wasn't upset at all. I was like, you're completely right. I'm lacking here and here. I'll come back whenever I'm ready. I absolutely love that. And to see an internet has just, you know, created almost a rapid growth for anything something that would have taken uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, so something that would have taken a few years to do back before the internet, now we can do in a few months or a few weeks. So it really is, it's, it's giving people the ability to do kind of like even what you've done, right? You've, you've grown a platform in a short amount of time, but in an in incredible way. What advice would you give to people who, who want to um, become something or want to start their own online business because you're, you're not even making money from the podcast, right yet? No, not a lot. Just network capital, just networking, but the relationships that you're developing and the value that you're giving is priceless because when somebody has an opportunity coming forward in the future, they're going to be like, you know who I, you know, who I want is going to be Jacob over adventure mentality because of his attitude, because of the value that he's always, always giving. So what's your advice on somebody like to go ahead and start their own platform? Mm-hmm. Or does it just have to be like a podcast or you're saying like, they just want to get into like, no, the yeah, entrepreneur yeah, any, world. yeah, entrepreneur world, just something outside of a, a job, right? Just over broke. Because anytime that you have just a job, right, they, that, those people control you versus your own platform, it's controlled by you. So even though it might not be making money, is it worth going out and starting to create a platform? Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, just the fact of the opportunities that have come to me from the people in my network that have connected with me after the podcast, different things that like, if I'm being honest, I have gotten thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff for free from these people, just because of the fact that like, dude, I love you. Like, here's this, here's this, here's this. And you're going to help me out with this, this, and this. So I make it like a duty, get really close up with the people that I interview and to like form a relationship with them. And one of the things that I do, and I don't, now that I say this, it's going to be funny because I think I had you on my podcast. I don't think I've hit you up yet. One of the things that I do is I send them a handwritten letter after each interview that I do, just like telling them, thank you for coming on my show. I say a couple of nice things about them and I let them know if they're ever in town that I'd be happy to treat them to dinner or something like that. But I just try and make myself relevant. That's a reminder. I got to message you after this. Um, but that's what I do. So what people need to expect is you need to expect that it's going to hurt whenever someone says your idea is stupid. It's going to hurt when someone rejects you. It's going to hurt whenever you work so hard on this and you go check your numbers, you go check something and you see how low it is, but you got to realize it's, it's, it's a wave. You got, you got to ride it. It goes up and down. You get, there's highs and there's peaks. I mean, there's peaks and there's valleys. And when you're at the valleys, you got to really, I think it's good to feel the pain. You got to really think like, okay, I don't want to be here. What am I going to do to push myself out of this? And when you're at the top, when you're riding that wave, you got to think about how grateful you are for every moment before that. 
that you're here right now where you are. No, thank you. That's, I mean, that's, that's some gold right there. I mean, just in that, that's going to be a, that's going to be a nice, a nice video. You just, you know, going off on that because it, it really is true. And the same thing in my life is I always want to be of value every single time. So if you, if you, if you add value to somebody's life, you don't have, you don't ever have to go look for friends because people want to be, want to be around you. So one of my, one of my biggest uh, life, life sayings, right? So I've, I've got a, um, I can't even think of the word for it now, but something so you say to yourself every single day, right? Say five sure. times. Uh, yeah, kind of. So, but I've got a whole list that I say five times a day. And, you know, one of it, you know, one of the biggest things is that I'm a, I'm a value and I make every single situation that I go into better. So if I, if I go to a situation, I'm going to, I'm figuring out a way to make it better. If that's getting somebody a cup of coffee, you know, if that's holding the door open, whatever I can do, I'm going to make that situation better because then people want to be around me. And that's what I see from you is that even with these podcasts, you know, you're making those people that you're interviewing their life better by giving them a platform with your viewers. So I, so I definitely see, see that. So my next question for you is what's next, right? So you're about to go to, you're about to go to college. Um, but what's, what, what do you have in the works? What are you doing? What's the future look like? Yeah. So I, I'm very excited for what's coming up once everything opens up, obviously. But right now I, I told you before that I just got started in webinars. I'm really enjoying it. It's a better opportunity. It's a great opportunity for me to build more of a relationship with the people that I've interviewed. Cause I'm calling them back out a second time. And I'm sitting down more, com- um, more conversationally and just talking with them, connecting. But, um, yeah, once everything opens back up, I'm heading to Wichita State University in the fall on an entrepreneurship scholarship. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to connect and network with a bunch of great people, a bunch of um, programs and stuff that will take me out to California, different places to learn about business and to make new friends and connections. But uh, and you, you can definitely expect to see me speaking on stages, keep doing the podcast to to keep networking with people. You know, it really goes to you know show me is that you know, back before we always talk about the way that you do anything is the way that you do everything. Right. And so as you're going, like, I do, I don't even have everything figured out. You don't have to have everything figured out, but if you keep, you know, keep taking, you know, those daily actions and keep doing what you're doing, providing value, like those opportunities are going to end up to where you're going to be able to cherry pick to say, Hey, this is what I want to do, or I'm starting my own thing over here. So I think that's incredible because it's just like, you keep doing what you're doing. I mean, the Scott, you have to succeed, right? It's, I mean, it's not, a, there's not a possibility Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise. So I think that's, I think that's incredible what you're doing. Last question uh, with this whole coronavirus thing, everybody's been quarantined. Everything is going to open back up here pretty soon. The people before that said, you know, I didn't have time to read a book or I didn't have time to get a new skill set, um, are really going to have no, no excuse. So what, what's your advice for people right now? If they're, if, you know, if they're stuck and they can't do anything all day long, What's your advice for people to grow during this time? Well, my hope is that it just first really hits them in the face because, you know, pain is a really good thing to progress people to take action. So I hope it hits them and they're like, okay, I've been at home for a month now. All I've done is watch Netflix and TikTok. Like, what is my excuse for the last month of me spending hours a day doing this? So I hope it really just hits them and resonates. And then my advice is, uh, I've never been a big proponent, a big fan of buying online courses unless it's like super specified something you absolutely need. I believe that the content that you need is out there for free. So what my advice to someone would be is to either, whether it's the form of a book, a video, or a podcast, find one of those three things and just indulge in it and start to listen, find, watch more things related to that topic. And once you start to really indulge yourself in something, you become interested and then your brain starts shooting off in all different directions about possibilities for either things for you to think about, things for you to build, 
for things for you to, I guess, learn more about. So that'd be my advice is to find something in the personal development business space that is really going to resonate with you and just give it a shot. If you try something out and you don't enjoy it, you're not a tree. Like you can change, you can switch what you're doing, move to the next thing. But the best way to gain experience is try it. That's it, dude. You know, I just, so I've got a uh, interview coming out with Paula Dean and she didn't start you know, her empire until she was 40. She started with a, uh, with a, a grab bag business, like dropping lunch off to people. So it's like the opportunities out there really are going to be endless, but it's just like, dude, we just got to start, start with something. So Jacob, it's been incredible having you on my podcast, my man. I appreciate you. I look forward to everything that you're doing in the future. You're going to be doing big things and I hope to stay your friend. So I'm going to keep adding value to your life to make sure that that happens. So thank you, Jake. I appreciate it. Awesome, my man.